Hello, and welcome to the Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I actually had another subject I wanted to go into, and a question that has caught my attention that was posed online on social media last night um, had me thinking and has had me completely distracted because it's a very, very interesting question. On the premise, it seems quite easy to answer, and, and I think a lot of people can resonate one direction or another, but when you actually look at the depth of the question itself and you start to really reflect what's happening, it goes a lot further than that. So without further ado, um, I was on Fat Life last night. I was kind of looking around as I normally do, uh, seeing what people are playing the, the sword and shield victim offense, which is quite often done there, and fetish.com and a couple of other places. And I ran across, across a question that I saw that got posed by a former guest that was on here before. And um, this person had commented on this submissive out of Western Australia. And the question was really quite interesting. So I decided to click over. The person's a follower, which I'm very thankful for. And this was the question. When you engage with BDSM, would you say that you experience a separation from your body? Or do you find yourself more connected to and planted firmly within it? Now, that's a very interesting question. Now, my response was, on the one hand, what's really being discussed here, at least in my opinion, we're talking about transcendence and euphoria, those feelings from the chemical reactions when um, some people often talk about or submissives talk about subspace or even for some of us dominance, we experience our dominant space. On the other hand, What's also being discussed in this question is the physical manifestation and realism to how we are centered in the moment, that there's no distractions, that we're not focusing outside, elsewhere, there's no real disassociation going on with us. We're really kind of focused and honed in. We're maybe counting our times of our lashes or we are we're just really grounded in the moment we're not we're kind of shutting out how we feel and kind of moving forward so to be really emotionally and physically grounded or, or existentially removed from that moment it really does and, and when I further go into my response here it can happen for this this feeling can happen for as far as one person goes they may encounter both of these feelings neither of these feelings and it does really become subjective to the experience of the user so like i have somebody i know back in the states that uh they when they play they are just strictly a bottom so they're not into the honorifics they don't do the sirs and the mams and all that stuff it's not for them that's fine when i ended up posing this question to her and she kind of got stumped along the way too because it was an interesting part for her, there is no transcendence, there's no euphoria, there is no subspace. She's physically grounded in the manifestation of the moment. She's connected to it, she enjoys the pain, the pain becomes her release. She's a masochist, by the way. Um, and she, when the, their scene's over, packs up, there is no um, aftercare, that's part of the negotiation, so don't everybody start saying, oh, well, aftercare is mandatory, it's not. Um, and... Uh, that's it. She's done. You know, she's just there and her and her top 
that's all they are. They're interested in the moment. They're interested in kind of the maneuvers of the scene, the the elevations of it, you know, from each grounding floor going up. But they don't really, or this person was telling me that they don't really feel these euphoric sensations. You know, there's no floating, which is often, or out-of-body experiences. Consequently, talking to some dominants so that I know, and even speaking for myself, there have been times when I've been caught up in the transcendence of these moments, these euphoric feelings as, you know, you are lashing somebody or, you know, you're starting to tie or bind somebody to a table or a St. Andrew's cross. And you know you're building the crescendo. You're, you're, you're working towards it, right? You're really starting to get into the heat of the, of the scene. And, you know, everybody knows their, their commands. Everybody understands their positions. And, and you know, you, you're cropping or paddling or using electric torture or whatever you're doing in the scene. And you're building towards that crescendo, that peak. And you're really no longer grounded i mean you're there physically your manifestation of your body is but you are now have become entwined with the scene you're really kind of wrapped into it and as the scene grows that perpetuity of who you are and those emotional responses you have are kind of wrapped into that scene which is why quite often when we hear people coming out of subspace and there's something sub drop and i'll get to sub drop and dom drop here in a minute as they come out of it, it, it is a literally kind of a floating down feeling where they're, you know, the endorphins, the serotonin levels are starting to come back into being a normalized sensation. There have been cases that I have heard about, people I've interacted with, where after a really intense scene, they're not crying out of pain. They're not crying because the scene is over. They are, the crying is a manifestation of their emotional release. It's that transcendence, right? It's that euphoria that we feel we're, we've, we're done. We're, we're the scene's over. We've had our big build. You know, the, the, the big crescendo, the orchestra has hit its high notes. It's the pinnacle of the play. And now we're coming to the last act, whatever that may be. Aftercare, sex, so on and so forth. We're just departing. So when we really think about this, and connecting to that moment, either way you go, or if neither one really appealed to you, or you've never experienced them, and there's nothing, let me let me really state this, there's nothing wrong with you if you haven't experienced transcendence in a scene, or you have that euphoric float feeling from as being a dominant or being a submissive, there's nothing wrong, you're not with the wrong person, you may or may not still be developing your comfortability with the scene, your comfortability with control, your comfortability with giving up control, allowing someone else to be in charge, right? And on the other hand, you may still be getting comfortable with the idea of being in that physical moment, grounded in that realism, that connectivity to somebody else that you're still getting to know. And, and this is the, you know, the second or third time you're starting to play and you're starting to get more and more comfortable, but that there's that unease of that tension, right? So it really does become an interesting question. How do we connect? How do we, does it matter if we're connected? And the responses on this were, to this query were, were so widely varied. And there was a couple of people on here that I recognize. Um, I've actually interviewed them on, on my show before. Um, that's Luna Lux and Sovereign Kane. And, and Luna had... I, to me, where it was a 
beautiful response and it was connected, authentic, real, alive, and aware. And this puts us more in the realm, and obviously I'm not going to speak for Luna here, but this puts us more in the realm of that connectivity that I'm awake, I know what I'm doing, I'm kind of working towards that crescendo. I'm the I'm the maestro here, I'm in charge. And I'm building that tempo, right? And that's what dominance really do. We are there to kind of control the tempo of the scene, build it and raise it and ignite it. So we are lifting that palpable levels of pleasure and pain or we're doing the soft cuddling or we're beginning our riggings, right? We're, we're building all of that. We are, we are a submissive or the scene becomes like our, our play and we're the conductor of the orchestra. We are leading it to that eventual crescendo of what we want it to be. So when I look through a lot of the other responses, again, it was varied. There was a couple of, you know, obviously that were close, but it really becomes quite eye-opening how no two real responses are honestly the same. Obviously, maybe the feelings of the words that somebody used are the same. But scattering through, it really looks at how many people are connected, how many people are feeling transcendence. Now, more often than not, that when we're involved in a scene, and this is going to be strictly a guess, I'm going to probably say that there is an, an even divide and an even split for the most part. I'm going to say more often than not, and it's not again, and this is going to be more generalized. I don't have any statistics because I've never really thought about this question before, but I'm going to say that more often than not, submissives are going to feel this transcendence, this euphoric feeling, this float. And I am going to get to sub drop here and dom drop here in a moment. And I will probably say that more often than not, dominants are more connected into the reality, the realism, the manifestation of the scene when they're kind of standing there and they're in control, right? We have to be very well aware of our riggings, how long rope has to be, how long the, the bindings have been on, how long someone's been gagged. Now, while we may be very, very connected and we've, maybe building, have been building a dynamic over years. The real question is, is that when there's a change? When the dominant is no longer really more concerned about what they are doing, and it's not that they're not connected to the scene, but they're connected in a more realistic way with some of their emotions. And I'm not saying everybody's emotionally stunted or closed off. Quite the contrary. I'm saying that they're much more dominant. Speaking for myself, I'm much more conscientious when I'm working with somebody new over like a six, even a six month or a year long period. We're still, it's quite a big feeling out phase. We're still learning, you know, you're, you're understanding sounds, you're understanding responses. And, you know, if you touch somebody here and how do they react? So in that time when we're building our dynamic, we're much more in tune with, you know, have I you know, gag them too hard? Am I spanking them too much? Is this crop and, you know, not liking the crop placement? I think over time, we tend to start growing, at least for myself, when I've been in longer dynamics and other dominants that I have that are friends of mine that have been in dynamics for years, or they've been with somebody, I have one friend of mine, he's been, he's been in a dynamic for, well, they've been together for 25 years. 
they feel more of that interconnected transcendence together. When she begins to float, he begins to float. As it's been described, time stops. They feel the breaths being inhaled and exhaled. They can hear in the moment between the barbed wire being applied and lashes going out. Um, they're extreme, by the way, sadists and, and masochists. Um, but they can hear their clock ticking. So it's this response in between the prefrontal cortex and and the back of their conscience that kind of taking them through these two different stages but as they float and they go through this together then they kind of you know they work towards their peak and as she climbs he climbs and it was just again it was another interesting observation when i start to talk about subdrop or dom drop so with submissive drop, and it does happen to dominance, I know there are people out there that say it's not true. Um, anybody who experiences any sort of chemical reaction inside of their body can experience a drop of emotions. And this is, it's really what it is, a chemical reaction. Um, I've read some things over the last year, especially on some social media websites where they state that dominance can't get dropped. That's absolutely 100% not true. So... I don't know why people make emphatic statements, but nevertheless, a drop that'll happen even days, possibly even a week later. So what ends up happening is the scene was quite intense. Maybe the person was quite new um, on, on both sides, the dominance, um, and I'll, I'll get to a personal story in a moment, but we'll stick with the submissive side. Submissive gets in, involved in the counter. The scene is quite intense. They feel the euphoric feeling it's often described as almost out of body they can see themselves from behind being paddled or being gagged or anything else that's going on in the scene and then it's kind of this return to themselves in this state and days later um what will happen is because they maybe didn't have negotiated their aftercare or didn't negotiate a long enough time or, you know, there was a breakdown of communication. There's, there's a ton of reasons why. Uh, the submissive will kind of go almost into like a depressive state. You know, might might be the onset of uh, uncontrollable crying, um, sometimes anxiety or stress. And this is usually caused because that rush of that serotonin, that rush of those endorphins that have now really kind of worn out of the body, all of these other feelings, once we're coming back into our space, our body's re-regulating its chemical balance, leaves us with these emotional drops. Um, this is really a good time and that I highly stress is that you're reaching out to your partner. You're letting them know what goes on. You're letting them know, you know, this, this has happened. I've never had this happen before. Um, could you be there for me? And just to discuss it. Because it's not something you want to face necessarily on your own. Um, <clears throat> I know one of the first times some 20 odd years ago when I was at a dungeon, I was uh, in Atlanta and I went to a DomCon there and the after party was held at this local dungeon, um, which became kind of my mecca for quite a long time. And... Uh, I remember the night that I went, there was a lot going on. I remember seeing somebody on a St. Andrew's cross being electric, you know, doing electro torture. 
There was um, a dominatrix with her male submissive. She had put needles into his back and tied a uh, silk corset through the needles and then um, wrapped him around it. Um, I was watching a demonstration of uh, water sports going on. It was kind of all in this area. Um, and, you, you know, with even a panoramic turn of your head, you could see quite a bit of these things going on. And it was a wonderful experience. And it was such an emotional dump for me of information. I took so much in that when I went home, um, coming down, like I was having a problem trying to process everything. And at that time, I even reached out to my mentor. And I'm like, I don't really understand. You know, it's... I, it was, I could describe the sensation of, you know, tingling and, and elect, I could feel the electrical pulses on the tips of my fingers, almost like electric shocks. Like, again, what it is, is an overstimulus in our brains are going on because of what we're encountering. And we're trying to process everything. And, and we too can come down from scenes really hard. Um, because dominance are people too. We, we tend to think of all, all the care in the world needs to be put into submissives, but dominance need to be taken care of as well. They need to look after themselves just as much. With that being said, we, and I don't want to stray too far off from the main conversation here, but the reality is with this type of question, do we feel this separation? And I would go to say, more so of this question to really extrapolate a, a deeper meaning is do you feel that emotional separation from your body or do you feel more physically manifested within the scene once you're involved and i really think it's a, it's an interesting question to sit and ask yourself because it, you might find that this varies and it may vary with the people you engage with it may vary with the state that you're in when you're playing, you know, if you're tired or um, it, you may not receive the same effects. You might be feeling more grounded that day and, you, you know, like, great, you're spanking me. Ooh, ah, thank you. Right. Or I'm delivering another blow and it doesn't really do anything um, because we all have our off days. But we need to really another part of this came up that. I was really kind of considering when I was looking at this question was disassociation where we this, you know, when we talk about transcendence, we're feeling that disconnect from our body and the, you know, maybe even the world around us. And you're, you're feeling what you're in this surreal moment, but um, that would be, there's a lot that goes in with disassociate uh, with disassociation, you know, I mean, then you maybe you're not feeling any pain you're, or feeling very little of it. You're if you're starting to actually feel disassociation, then you're you know you no longer even know who you are in that moment. You you're forgetting yourself. Um, you're losing time. Um, you don't even know where you're at. So I don't want to go into the diagnostic side of disassociation, but the other quite interesting part that I was looking at too was disassociation during sexual activities and this would kind of maybe even link to the physically manifested side and it would be you know again posing a question further down the track would be um, are we going through the emotions even when we're not there 
And I recently spoke about that. You don't want to be, you know, kind of goading your partner into sex when they don't want to, right? Everybody has their off days. But sometimes we can get involved in sexual activities. BDSM is heavily, you know, coupled with sexual activities, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're having sex. And we're not committed to the intimacy of the moment. We're not secure in what we are doing and we're not connected or grounded to the person we're with because we're, we're off. We're just, you know, we're disconnected from the whole, uh, every, every part of that function that we're doing. So that was something that was very interesting. Again, seeing some of the responses, which then led me to thinking about something else. And, um, really kind of didn't have too much that was overtly grounded into it. But it was seeing definitely the words connected and alive. So alive, when I, when I look and see this word, what's interesting about the word alive is, is that we are talking about whether or not how much we are in that moment, how much we are actually feeling, how much we are actually, you know, recognizing and we're processing. We're, we're every, we're kind of, that's that whole carpe diem thing. We're sucking the marrow out of life. So, yeah, it's, it's really kind of a deeper question than initially posed. And you really, when you think of this question and, and ask yourself about it, and this definitely deserves a lot more attention, not because it's, it's, you know, not just psychologically interesting, but it's something to really ask yourself. Am I involved in these scenes? Well, if I'm a bottom, again, neither one of these may apply to you. You may never float and you're only just kind of there to kind of get yourself taken care of and then you're out. So you may be semi-grounded, but that's just about it, right? But if you are, if it's more than that for you, and there is no euphoria, there's no transcendence, there's no feeling of connected realism, you don't really want to be there. Where do you kind of fall on the spectrum of all of this? Where do you see yourself when you're looking at these things and and trying to describe these things? Maybe, you know, other people that are in the community that you have gotten to know, or if you have friends that you're kind of out to. Um, It's funny when we talk about being out as far as the BDSM world and talking to people, I don't really think it's one of those things that we're coming out at. But again, that's going to be a discussion for another day. So I want to thank this person today for this question. I'm not going to mention her by name because I promised I didn't. I said I was going to talk about her subject on my show today. I haven't had her permission yet to say her name. And when I link my thing on a couple of different places, uh, I'm not going to link her name. I'll wait for her to do it. But it is, it's a really good question. And, and I'm going to close my show um, with, uh, by saying this, that I want to read the question again. And I really want you to overall, I want you to think about what was th- this question in its whole entirety. Because it really does get to the crux of what DS is in, in the lifestyle, whether you're in the leather community, whether you're in, 
the fetish community, because we're inside of the grander fetish community, this is really what it's about. When we get involved in these experiences, do we transcend and become euphoric or do we become grounded and connected? And sit and think. I mean, when, I, when I pose this up and I, I'm looking forward to some more responses and I'm not going to steal from this person's thunder. Um, I will put a link to the writing if I get permission, of course. Um, it's all about obviously consent in our world, even consent to somebody's writing on a social media platform. It's easier to do things that way, but really take a look and, and take a thought into this question. Cause like I said, it really does sound easy, but it's, it's not easy. It's, it's very reflective. If it can, if maybe, you know, you think, Hey, Chris, this is stupid one to talk about today. And it's not that important. I've got my answer. Some days I'm connected or I float all the time or, Hell, I'm just, you know, I'm guiding the scene and it's all about that. But then I, what I challenge you to think about is if it's one-sided only, why do you feel nothing else? When you think about these things, challenge yourself to, to find out if you're especially stuck in, not stuck, I don't want to say stuck like it's something bad. If you're in the camp of I'm constantly just connected, I'm constantly rooted to the notion of what I'm doing. And there's no feeling. Explore it. Are you are you not involved with your emotional the emotional process as far as the scene is going because of your partner, because of who you are, because of your security? Do you have is there a trust issue? What's holding you back from experiencing more in the scene than what um, you're allowing yourself to do? And on the other side, by the trend for the people that are on the euphoric transcendent side, that floaty side, often more often than not, because they are having that experience and so they're riding that neurochemical high, they aren't as connected. So ask yourself, what do I feel when I hit these states? How do I feel the touch of my partner, and or do I feel the real stings of that lash? Am I really that connected in the moment as well? And really at that moment, dive into this subject. I know maybe it seems a little bit, you know, I know it's not like my typical episodes, but this is actually a very important question and it's very, very deep. On that note, before I kind of chime out here, um, I've been getting very bad lately. I have a couple of more interviews I want to do. Again, another one with the wonderful... Luna Lux and Sovereign Kane, I'd love to get them back and I have some more discussions with them. But I am looking to connect with people um, about different subjects. I'm, I really would love to start talking to some masochists about, um, about uh, their emotional process inside of the lifestyle to kind of get it deeper. And I'm not just talking about what you do and how you love being a masochist. We all understand what a masochist is. But I'm looking at the deeper things, the deeper emotional connections process. Maybe into some specific fetishes as well. So if anyone of my listeners out there, you're into water sports or, um, you know, fisting, for example. If you have something that's a little bit more intriguing, I'd kind of like to hear from you. Um, not because I'm trying to, obviously, if you're contacting me and we're going to have a discussion on my podcast, it's not because I'm outing you. It's because 
I really would like to learn more about that part of the fetish world, um, why you're interested in it. And it's probably going to resonate with the other people. You know, there's 10 million people on certain websites. There's 8 million on another one that are signed up. So somewhere in that 18 million, there's a reality of like 5 million people. And some of those people are going to share some of your same fetishes. So hearing about them is quite beneficial. So please, if you'd like, you can contact me through FetLife. My name on there is Enhanced dash mind you can send me a message on there uh you can reach me through my website there'll be a link obviously in every one of my podcasts there's a link there um and let me know you know i'd love to really have a discussion with somebody about some different things and kind of go from there so getting back to my closing here i want to thank this person again she knows who she is now because i've gotten her i just got her email um thank you for this question it was it's really was quite quite more intricate and quite more involved and it was it's had me kind of even thinking about it really all day and i think it's going to be one of these things i'm going to continually like to think about questions for psychologists or therapists or researchers this is what happens we something gets posed or we talk about something and it poses an interesting question and it tends to be deeper than the face of it. And that's what this person has done today. So I want to extend my heartfelt thank you to you. Uh, Even though that you're a couple of episodes behind, by the time you get to this, you'll probably giggle at that. Until next time, everyone, be safe and stay kinky.